Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Great to have you with us. Uh, jam-packed show again today. And in fact, we also have uh, Hillary Kennedy that will be here. She will be here at uh, next hour to talk about UFC and other things that are going on in the world. Mm. Uh, so we got that going for us. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is going to Taiwan. How about that? I thought it was certainly off yesterday when she uh, suddenly went and dropped any reference to Taiwan from the schedule. And uh, But apparently, she is, in fact, headed for to- Taiwan uh, sometime then, either today or tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's later today. Uh, British MPs mm. are saying that, okay, now we're going to Taiwan, too. So really? Kind of open the floodgates there. Okay. I don't know. There's some connection here to the chips thing getting passed. I can't quite figure it out because, you know, Taiwan was our big supplier. Yeah. And I don't know. I, there's something there with the stock money. And I don't know. I think she may be just hand-delivering a thank-you note <laughs> on behalf of her and Paul. But, yeah, she's <laughs> apparently going there now. Interesting. Yeah. China has warned its military would never sit idly by if she visited the self-ruled island claimed by Beijing. Uh, Pelosi started the trip um, Monday in Singapore, was due to spend Tuesday night in Taiwan. So tonight, yes, in Taiwan. Yeah, and then uh, I guess breaking news just now, two uh, of China's largest warships have left their home ports. Headed for Taiwan? I don't know. They're just oh jeez. Maybe they're just huh. maybe they're just uh, if we turning around. If that if that triggers a war, <laughs> just because we sent you know our Speaker of the House to Taiwan, I mean, come on now, <laughs> I know. come on. But you can't again. You can't let them dictate to us. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the right thing to do. I really do. I, I think they did the right thing. Do you know that they actually? Who was it that said? Uh, that we don't support Taiwan independence. Oh, we've got that clip uh, here today, as a matter of fact. Uh, John Kirby from what? the Pentagon. Yeah, check this out. Yeah. yeah. We got that. Repeatedly said, uh, we oppose any unilateral changes to the status quo from either side. Okay. We have said that we do not support Taiwan independence. What? And we have said that we expect cross-strait differences to be resolved by peaceful means. Ta-da, there it is, see? We communicate. don't support Taiwan independence? Full stop. Why did I think we did? Mm. I, wow. <sighs> I thought we had a, uh, a pact with them as well, that if they're attacked, we help. Right? <laughs> that seems like supporting Taiwan's independence. Well, I mean, do you expect Marxists uh, to support freedom anywhere? No. Okay. No. I don't. But that's amazing. That I, it is consistent with the China with the one China policy, though. If you just support one China policy, obviously that doesn't support Taiwan's independence. Uh, that is incredible, though. What? It's outrageous. The communist Chinese just—I guess—they pretty well dictate um, a lot of what we, a lot of what we do. That's what happens, I guess, when when they own a trillion or two uh, dollars of worth of your uh, your debt. 
and they're holding that over you at all times, eh, that can be a bit of a problem. Yeah, that wasn't the only uh, video we got from the Pentagon yesterday uh, as it relates to Nancy Pelosi's visit over there to Taiwan. Uh, some reporter was asking him about uh, all this drama uh, surrounding uh, what's happening. Watch this. Why did the president bother with this drama from the beginning? I mean, why not, rather than saying the military doesn't think it's a good idea to go, why not call the Chinese bluff or, or tell them to pound sand when they started bellyaching about the possibility of this trip, given, as you pointed out, there's no change in policy and there's precedent for Pelosi to visit Taiwan. So what's the drama? What's the drama? Have you watched the previous last drama. Of weeks? I mean, there's been this question of Yeah, I've been here the last couple of weeks. I haven't seen any drama. I think You haven't seen any drama? Look, we have been nothing but clear. I can't take it. With the Chinese uh, about where we stand on the issues and the one China policy and our support for a free and Indo, uh, free and open Indo-Pacific. Look, I want to go back to what I said at the, at the beginning because go back. And I hope you took note. Ooh. Nothing has changed. There's no drama to talk to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no drama to talk to. Uh, you've got a nuclear power who hates us. Mm-hmm. Telling us mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're we gonna can't attack send, essentially. Right. That, that we're gonna deploy our military and don't send, you know, your number three in command over here. <laughs> that sounds like drama to me. Yeah. John? Yeah. Oh, I love this. I mean, we are a They're the uh, worst. They are an administration full of little Sololinskis, man. Talk down to me some more. Yeah. Oh, just belittle everybody that dares. They sure to do. Ask That's exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. Every day they they apply the Sololinsky uh, thirteen rules. Every single day. They know them, they love them, and they employ them all the time. Also, speaking of, you know, uh, foreign policy and and military action, we just killed Al-Zawahiri mm. uh, in Afghanistan. Good-looking man, too. Good-looking man. That beard. Ooh. Yeah. You like that beard? Man, I mean, look at that. Yeah. Well, they all have some great beards, yeah. don't they? Aman al-Zawahiri, dead. We lost him. Uh-huh. We lost him. Uh, which is great. I mean, so we've got we got uh, Osama bin Laden, mm-hmm. you know, 11 years ago. And then now al-Zawahiri. So yeah. the, the top two guys in al-Qaeda, yeah. gone. If, yeah, if you're listening and you, you, <clears throat> you haven't seen a picture of him, he's the guy that, remember after 9-11, we had the same footage on... Uh, just rolling over and over again. He's the bearded guy who was always sitting right next to Bin Laden in the yeah. cave, and they were just laughing about the yeah. Twin Towers. <laughs> it only took them 21 right. years, but we got there. We got there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. It took some time, but we got there. <clears throat> so Why wasn't he back in Afghanistan? I, I don't know. Supposedly, Al-Qaeda was cleared out. They were gone from Afghanistan. That's what we heard last year about this time. When we started the Afghanistan pullout, and that's what Joe Biden said at the time, that Al-Qaeda was gone, not in Afghanistan. Well, there's your leader right there in Afghanistan. He was in Pakistan. This drone strike. Al-Zawahiri? Yeah, yeah, that was in uh, Pakistan. I don't think so. Mm, Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out, why he wasn't back in Afghanistan. Mm. Well... Because that's why they're making a big deal out of the fact that Biden uh, said that that they were cleared out. Mm. Well, if they were cleared out... No, you're right. Yeah. yeah he was killed in, in Afghanistan. In Kabul. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. On a balcony in Kabul. Well, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Not the first I'm thing sorry. I, I can't accept it. Wait, wait, All you have to do is look at the map. <laughs> I can't accept <laughs> Nice job, Corby. <laughs> so, uh, huh. yeah. How'd they, how, how did they get back into Afghanistan? Why were they in Afghanistan? They probably never left Afghanistan. And then we had this apparently actionable uh, intel that he's at home and the rest of the family is somewhere else in the in the house and so they fired this heat seeking missile at him I thought we had while, while he's out on the balcony normalized relations with Afghanistan now we shouldn't be taking out their leaders like that <laughs> I mean so, I mean that's the Biden administration trying to have it both ways right uh, I guess so you're attacking a leader mm-hmm. uh, inside their country um, that you've normalized relations with mm-hmm. huh hmm and they were a mature leadership. This was not your your father's uh, <laughs> Taliban. This is a mature Taliban that they can work with and that they can trust. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Hmm. So things are awful in Afghanistan. Oh, I mean, the, the citizens there are just in dire straits. Um, nine, million, nine million people starving. Uh, they don't have basic necessities. They don't have... in many cases power uh winter is on the way and in afghanistan it can get pre- pretty nasty and they don't have you know heat so um it's pretty rough for for the majority of people in afghanistan why because of the taliban the mature wonderful trustworthy taliban that moved in and took over <laughs> uh but we did kill al zawahiri so we got that going for us so who's in charge now do we know we probably won't find About out Al-Qaeda? For, for a little yeah. while. I have not heard yet. Hmm. Well. I'm, uh, it's interesting, though, that it never seems to be... Well, I guess Osama bin Laden was a uh, SEAL strike. But it's usually one of these, you know, drone kills. Yeah. And so do we not send Navy SEALs or Delta Force in to kill people anymore? Is that, is I mean, that just a thing sh- that we see on TV? You don't really need to risk it, right? Yeah, I guess not. I guess not, but that seems amazing that you can use a missile like that, take somebody out in the house without killing anybody else in the house. That's that's yeah. a pinpoint strike. That didn't work out when we no, and that's the that thing. Family. And that's what they said at the beginning too was, "Well, we took out the terrorists, and uh, there was uh, no collateral damage." And then it turned out to be, "Well, okay, we didn't get any terrorists, but we got all collateral damage." Took out a family, so dang it. Mm. Yeah, uh, I hope we don't find that with this particular too. situation. Uh, but hopefully, uh, we're a little bit better at uh, at these kinds of strikes than we were at the beginning of the Biden administration because he did not know what he was doing. So, if Afghanistan takes umbrage to this, let's not forget the kind of military weaponry we left behind. <laughs> Yeah, the $80 billion worth of weapons. Think about that. That's equal to or greater than everything we've sent to Ukraine so far. Amazing. Amazing. Would you have rather left it for the Taliban or, I don't know, rounded it up and sent it to Ukraine? I think I would have rather had the latter. Uh, Maybe that's just me, though. 888-933-93. Also, at Pat Unleashed uh, on Twitter. So now we have to just uh, watch for whatever kind of response there's going to be from China because Pelosi's going to Taiwan. 
But you did say that there's two. Yeah, uh, I just saw aircraft this, carriers. Yeah, did you say breaking thing here? I'll have headed. to go back and find it here. Well, it didn't say where left they were home headed. Base? It just said they left their home port. Hmm. Let me. Uh, Interesting. The exact wording here. It's going to take me a moment. Could there be uh, a battle at sea with the Chinese? That would be interesting. So here it is from Global Times. Both air, uh, both aircraft carriers of the Chinese people. Yeah, aircraft carriers. PLA wow. Navy have reportedly moved from their home ports, respectively, amid U.S. House Speaker Pelosi's possible visit to Taiwan. It just says uh, hmm. they're just on a voyage right now. They're probably just chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing. Uh, yeah. You're but, probably right. And I did also hear, um, in, a, in addition to this, that there's just been increased activity in the uh, the, the uh, Straits of Taiwan. So, mm. neat. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Nothing's uh, not, nothing's uh, tense or um, uh, unfriendly at all with our relations. with Because <laughs> Joe Biden has said he was going to solidify our relations with our allies, <laughs> smooth over everything, uh, make... Re- Make our enemies respect us and our friends love us again. And man, has he done that or yes. what? Yeah. Wow. Everybody loves us now. <laughs> and we've gone through the list so many times. Oh, here so many times. Of all the allies that he's. Uh, Including Great Britain, mm-hmm. who has been pissed off a few times at us. Yeah. France. France. I mean, our good our friends. Oldest ally, yeah. I mean, it goes on and on. Uh, you know, though, with all this activity around Pelosi, it almost makes that warning. Uh, from the United Nations head guy um, about how we are on the brink. I mean, you know, it, it, he's absolutely right. Of nuclear disaster. Nuclear disaster. Yeah. You're going to see this little Just one bad him? decision away. Yeah, exactly. Watch, yeah. Watch this here. The clouds that parted following the end of the Cold War are gathering once more. We have been extraordinarily lucky so far, but luck is not a strategy, nor is it a shield mm-hmm. from geopolitical tensions boiling over into nuclear conflict. Mm-hmm. Today, humanity is just one misunderstanding, one miscalculation away from nuclear annihilation. Yeah. Well, he's right about that. Mm-hmm. We're kind of on the brink. I mean, he should probably learn how to pronounce annihilation. <laughs> but beyond that, he's accurate. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you about uh, uh, about the fact that preborn it still has a lot of work to do. Um, we can finally celebrate, of course, that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. I mean, we're all really happy about that. Roe v. Wade was responsible for the slaughter of over 63 million babies. But now the decision to, to abort a child will be left in the hands of the states. And those states will probably do more abortions than they've ever done. Over the past 16 years, Preborn has positioned their clinics in the top abortion cities where 50% of abortions take place. I mean, strategically, Planned Parenthood put their centers in minority areas where they could uh, take the most lives. Yeah, you couldn't be more obvious in your intent than, oh, you couldn't. than the way Planned Parenthood's business model is. Nope. They're just they're going with the, uh, with the charter that their founder, Margaret Sanger, uh, put forth for them. And they're doing it. And it's working. So Preborn is the biggest competition for uh, Planned Parenthood. And their response really entirely depends upon you the pro-life community your help is needed now more than ever so if you would consider a gift of any size five dollars ten fifty a hundred or a thousand whatever you can afford all gifts are tax deductible and will go towards saving babies lives and helping keep 
pre-born centers safe so they can continue their life-saving work. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or preborn.com slash pat. Pat Gray is unleashed. All right, we got the UN guys uh, saying the nuclear nuclear war uh, could happen at any time. Just one bad mistake, and and we're in it. But Google's former head says AI is as dangerous as nuclear weapons. Oh, neat! Hmm. Isn't that fun? That's well, that's the word. Oh, it's Eric Schmidt too. Mm-hmm. We've had him in studio before, yeah. uh, and he had some really nice things to say about Glenn actually at the time. Uh, I've, always, always, I've always had kind of a soft spot in my heart for Eric Schmidt. Yeah, he's like the the exception, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of someone who came in here and we were like, I don't know. And hasn't gone mm-hmm. back and said, yeah, that Glenn Beck sucks. Right. Never, To my knowledge, he's never done that. Uh, speaking at the Aspen Security Forum earlier this week, Eric Schmidt said that he was naive about the impact of what we're doing but that information is incredibly powerful and government and other institutions should put more pressure on tech to put these things consistent with our values. It's kind of interesting because he did not feel this way, it seems to me, years ago when we talked to him. He was more like, uh, in fact, Glenn asked him about, about AI. And I might be getting him confused, though, with their head of uh, the creative design. What's his face? Um, but... At the time, Google was not really concerned about anything bad happening. They're like, well, our, you know, our whole, our whole theory and our whole theme, our motto for a company is don't be evil. So we just won't be. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, good. Then that, that'll be great. But uh, he said the leverage that tech has is very, very real if you think about it. How will we negotiate an AI agreement? First, you have to have technologists that understand what's going to happen, and then you have awareness <laughs> on the other side. Let's say we want to have a chat with China right. on some kind of treaty around AI surprises. <laughs> or your Speaker of the House wants to go on vacation. Yeah. Very reasonable. How would we do it? Who in the U.S. government would work with us? And it's even worse on the Chinese side. Who do we call? We're not ready for the negotiations we need. Yeah, you don't even think about that aspect of it. Uh, in the 50s and 60s, we eventually worked out a world where there was a no-surprise rule about nuclear tests, and eventually they were banned. It's an example of a balance of trust. Right. Or our lack of trust. It's a no-surprise rule. Yeah. Uh, the capabilities of artificial intelligence have been stated and overstated numerous times over the years. Tesla chief executive Elon Musk has often said that AI is highly likely to be a threat to humans. Right, right. Okay, so I have an update for you because you were openly you know, questioning your memory, right? Mm-hmm. So this is 2022, yep. obviously, and Eric Schmidt is saying this. I found this article from 2018 <laughs> where Elon Musk is saying almost the same thing. Yeah. There's vastly more risk than North Korea when it comes to AI. When, okay. And yeah. he just talks about the competition for AI superiority at national level most likely cause a World War III. It's a fundamental risk to the existence of human civilization. Huh. So Eric Schmidt said Elon Musk is wrong about AI. Right. Okay. That's he what said, I, I mean, Here's the quotes from Eric Schmidt in 2018. All right. So I think that Elon is exactly wrong. So my position uh. is clear. <laughs> he said... 
He's wrong because he doesn't understand the benefits that this technology will provide to making every human being smarter. And the fact of huh. the matter is that AI and machine learning are so fundamentally good for humanity. Wow. Four years later, he's changed his tune 180 <laughs> yeah. degrees. Now it's the same threat as nuclear weapons? Yeah, he is now, he's now the same opinion that, that Musk was four years ago. Wow. Well, AI, it seems to me, is one of the reasons Elon cites for wanting to go to Mars. Not just the environment, but he also thinks mm -hmm. AI is going to become such a danger to humanity that we're going to have to leave. <laughs> it's, you know what? That's you crazy. guys clean up the lakes and rivers. Right. I don't care anymore. Right. It's your problem, AI. <laughs> it's incredible. Speaking of Elon, did you see that article about his dad? Which one? Uh, about how he likes to populate the planet? <laughs> no, but... Oh, no? Not that one? He populated the planet to the tune of, what, 10 kids, I think? I think he's got 10 or 11 now. Uh, he just had one with his... Mm. Uh, stepdaughter oh uh, yeah right yeah he just had uh, another one but he claims uh he's not proud of elon wait whoa. what uh okay that's uh bizarre he's 76 his name is errol musk and he claimed he isn't proud of his billionaire offspring as he says all the members of the musk clan have done interesting things <laughs> really mm. uh created the most profitable automobile company in america yeah, okay have they any, done things like that anyone created a space agency they just didn't want to actually is going to get nasa to the moon and mars <laughs> huh okay Jeez. Wow. <laughs> he said no well you know i mean we're a family that have been doing a lot of things for a long time yeah you have it's, we know about you it's not as though we suddenly started doing something he did concede that uh, tesla founder Elon has perhaps done a bit more than the rest, but <laughs> a bit more. But he actually said, even so, uh, his son Kimball Musk, mm. who's a 49-year-old uh, restaurateur with a fortune that's in the mere hundreds of millions, <laughs> so he's like a pauper compared to right, Elon. Right? Don't even bother showing up at the family, the Musk family reunion. But Kimball Musk is his pride and joy. I mean, that's uncool, no matter who your children are, to say, you know, single one of them out and say, yeah, that's uh, his, my favorite. I, I love him more than anybody else. Yeah. Hello? What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Uh, guy's kind of a D-bag, it seems to oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess that shouldn't be a surprise. He's got 10 children with, what, nine wives or something? It's Or nine women? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if he married any of them, frankly, but uh, it's an interesting family. Quite honestly. Very interesting. Uh, so AI, a bit tricky. Um, <clears throat> check out this meme. Oh, yeah, the robot. Now. So you can't trust the AI. No. You can't trust them. I mean, you got this uh, this robot. You know, you, you check the little box. It says... Uh, I'm not a robot. I'm not a robot. So you just check it, right? Hey, and then yeah. you zoom out and you see what's really going on. Look how smart they are now. That It's a robot holding a hand yeah, to check that robot. <laughs> I'm not a robot <laughs> box. There you go. See? <laughs> Got to keep your eye on the robots. Yeah. You know, but remember we had the video, I don't know, several years back of what Boston Dynamics was working on, and they had, you know, these dogs would be <clears throat> dancing and stuff. Oh, it's so yeah, cute. Yeah, and they faked a lot of it. They faked the one with the gun. They faked, they faked a couple of things. They faked, I think, the dancing robot. Mm -hmm. They were trying to show how agile they are now, and that wasn't real. Right. But then they also faked a robot uh, shooting these guns. 
And it's like, oh, okay, we don't have that yet. Uh-huh. Well, now check this out. Uh, because we do now have this. Oh, wow. They're now armed. Yep. And they have good aim, apparently, too. Oh, it's got a little kick to it. I don't like Push it. Push the robot back. Uh-huh. I don't like it. Okay, I want to see how accurate that is, though. Mm-hmm. That yeah. That doesn't seem like it would be accurate. Huh. Wow. Uh, wow. Is he hitting the thing, or...? That's what I want to know. Yeah. I love that. That's all we have to stand on. Well, he's not even hitting the target. Who cares if he's armed? <laughs> Can you imagine a hundred of those things marching down your neighborhood street? Uh, no. That would not be good. No. Who's gonna drive over them? And you can think of the cool military application for this. You know, yeah. send somebody out and and clean out an area that you can't uh-huh. you can't get past without. Okay, imagine imagine twenty years ago uh-huh. having that army in Afghanistan rooting out terrorists. It's a good point, Pat. Yep, that's a good side of AI, right? Right, <clears throat> but. But you could program but, them to do a little... Yeah, as you said, marching down the streets of the United States, that's a different story. That's ah. a much different story. Oh, and then it just lays down. It's ready for its Good bone. boy. <laughs> Give it a bone now. So, I mean... <laughs> you could easily sell that. An army of gunner dogs there yep. to the public say, look, you don't want your kids going to fight in Ukraine? Why don't we just send these? And then before you know it, uh-huh. we've got Skynet on our hands. Yeah. Uh huh. We've seen enough movies <laughs> to know how that works, have we not? <laughs> enough documentaries have been made on that. Yeah. The whole Terminator documentary series. If that doesn't scare you, nothing will. So we need to keep a, a lid on this thing. At least keep an eye on it and make sure that uh, it's not getting away from us. Because as soon as it gets away from us, there's just no going back. I'm reading this article on that little dog there. Yeah. Get one of those for three grand, apparently. What? The robot dog for three grand? And then can you mount a a, a gun on its back for. <laughs> Do you a go to Cabela's more? to get the <laughs> gun? I don't know. Hey, I'm a- looking for a robot dog gun. Uh, yeah, one yeah. of those. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, Joe Manchin <laughs> was asked an important question about his support for Joe Biden's new tax and spend bill. Oh. And uh, yeah, it just shows you how, how well. <laughs> Uh, we were all off. How well off we all were, counting on him. So what evidence do you have that this would actually do what this legislation is promising to do, which is reduce inflation? It's pretty much common sense if you look at the common sense. But, you know, I'm used Uh to all the analysis going on. There's been 17 Nobel laureates who said that basically inflation would be transitory. What? Yeah, Uh, we're done. uh, We're done here. Seems like the 17 Nobel laureates were all wrong. Yeah, this is going to be transitory. (laughs) And it's just common sense. Uh, Next question. It's common sense. I don't have to explain it to you. Wow, they get away with a lot. They get away with murder, these people. Yeah, literally. Look at the Clintons. Uh Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) nobody follows up. If that was, again, a Trump official and he said, "Ah, that's common sense. They would bludgeon him to death. Oh, you can't even explain it. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm trying to find the uh, White House yesterday. Um, 
they, they had something they released. Ah, I'm not going to be able to find it here. But basically, they just said, yeah, your tax increases you guys are complaining about. Ah, over 10 years, that's negligible uh, based on the uh, benefits of it. So get over it. I can't find this uh, yeah. release. And do you know that if you make $10,000 a year, your taxes are going up? Wow. So, under this bill. So we've gone from 10,000 to 200. <laughs> I thought it was 30. You're telling uh-huh. me it's 10. 10. So basically, anyone that, that, that wakes up for a job. Mm-hmm. Is being affected Everybody. negatively by this. Everybody who makes money. But don't forget, it's negligible. Negligible. According to the White House. Well, it's, I mean, it's an increase of 0.1%. So it's not huge, but he broke a promise. Mm-hmm. It's like 0.3%, I think, if you make 30000 but everybody's getting a tax increase. Everyone. Absolutely. Everyone yeah. who makes money, everybody who has a job, if you're taxed, uh, like if, I, because I, I don't think they even bother if you make 5000 or less, but if you're taxed, you're getting a tax increase. Okay, so they're saying we should expect the bill to have a negligible impact on inflation. So they're talking about it's negative. That's what they sold us on. This was going to reduce inflation. Well, they called it the Inflation Reduction Act. The negligible <sighs> reduction in inflation act. By the way, liars. Kirsten Cinema. She is waiting for the parliamentarian to rule. Really? I, it, that's all I know. I don't know if the parliamentarian okay. says it's a good thing. She votes for it. If it says bad. She's know. our last hope. She's our last hope. This is just stupid. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Vern Lundquist tweets. I thought Nancy's swimsuit picture was more likely to start a war than her travel plans. Oh, no. Yeah, that was... uh, Not pleasant. No, thank you. You can't unsee that. Jimmy Dimples tweets, that's a movie I'd like to skip. Chinese Nuclear Navy versus AI Skynet. Mm. How do I switch to the cute animal videos? Oh, wait. Was that a request for animal videos? Uh, Keith can help you with that. Okay. Uh, Swank think, who thought giving the robots guns... Was a good idea. <laughs> oh, man. We are in so much trouble as a society. And from Pathead Cougar fan, uh, by the way, fall camp has already begun. All right. First game, September 3rd. For uh, for Keith's uh, Huskers, mm-hmm. first game is August 27th, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So okay. after today, we got 24 days until week zero of college football. I love it. I love it. And NFL is just around the corner as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're already deep into their... Uh, camps yeah let's see uh but pathead cougar fan what happens when the robots malfunction and start doing a mass shooting do we blame the gun or the robot mm-hmm. president my boss did you just miss an opportunity to douche canoe to, oh to use the word <laughs> to oh. use douche canoe yeah is that yeah. a uh, 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 don't uh, don't mark it off your D bag just doesn't have the same impact anymore no it doesn't yeah. no douche canoe is Oh, it's not on there. Okay. That's uh, it's definitely better. It is fun. Definitely better. Uh, regarding the drone strike on Al-Zawahiri, yeah. a tweet from Linda asks, where's the proof of yep. this terrorist leader being killed? Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical until proof is presented. I mean, that's <clears throat> that's my rule is I don't With this administration, anything the government says you have at no first idea. blush. Right? So, yeah, and I guess the moral of the story is uh, don't be a terrorist in an election year. Yeah. Maybe it is true. But someone's asking, and I think this is a fair question, how much you want to bet Joe Biden wasn't even in on this decision? 
Oh, I bet he wasn't. When they say, oh, he was fully engaged, completely engaged and immersed Uh in this decision. Every step of the way, he was asking great questions, Mm -hmm. analyzing the data. Trying too hard. He's actually the one who planned the attack. (laughs) Yeah. And he flew the drone. Yeah. He flew, he, wait, hold on. He, he went to Las the, Vegas, what? where a lot of these uh, drone pilots are located, and he flew the drone and pushed the button that wait, fired wait, wait, the wait, missile wait. that killed Al Zawahiri. He's been on lockdown for COVID part due. Yeah, but he, well, he he emptied the area so it would be safe, but then he went inside. His little and, speech uh, last night, I, uh, Democrats cannot do tough at all, but no. uh, you know, he said he made the decision last week. Oh. I'd like to go back and watch that clip. Uh, I didn't have him pull anything. Mm. But I wonder if he paused on the teleprompter when he was reading that last night and went, wait a minute, I didn't I didn't approve anything. Oh, anyway, keep reading. <laughs> you know, I wonder if there was like a weird pause where he's just like... Probably. I don't remember that. Did that really happen? Yeah. <laughs> or was I just thinking about pudding? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Some pretty good news. Uh, former president... Donald Trump would enter the 2024 Republican presidential primary as the heavy favorite for the party's nomination, even if Ron DeSantis runs. According to this, the uh, latest Harvard Caps Harris poll shows that uh, Donald Trump is far and away the the front runner, scoring 52% support. 52. Mm. The next closest is Ron DeSantis at 19%. You believe that? 33 points ahead? Do I believe that? Wow. Mm. Wow. DeSantis is the only other candidate to even get double-digit support. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence comes in third at seven. How is he even on polls? I don't know. I I mean... I don't know. Okay. Have you seen... Like, is there, like, the Pence crew? You know? You've got Mm -hmm. got Trump fans. Yeah, have you ever met anybody... In the last two years, who said, you know, who I can't wait to vote for? Oh, who's that? Mike Pence. Oh, really? I've never. Those words no. were never said. They've never been spoken by any person. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, amazing. <laughs> That's got to be name recognition, right? I think so. That gets him 7%? Because it's not like yeah. they're fired up, man. Oh, no. his time is now. Mike Pence, 24. And there's some things I really like about him. I think he's a good guy. I think he's level-headed. Level-headed, mm-hmm. moral guy. He doesn't try to stir up the part, pot just to stir it up. But maybe that's a bad thing because look at what Trump has accomplished uh, in four years yeah. of his presidency. I mean, he <laughs> did do some great things. The world no longer needs a statesman. Right. We we need, uh, need a, an action person. We need a leader mm-hmm. is what we need. In the event Trump doesn't... Uh, mount another bid for the White House, and he has repeatedly hinted he will, though. DeSantis's support goes from 19 to 34%, mm. putting him 15 points ahead of Pence. And then you got Ted Cruz after that, uh, followed by Nikki Haley. Survey is only the latest sign that DeSantis, a rising Republican star, could be a competitive force should he launch a campaign. And I, I don't know. It's getting to the point where I think he's going to run no matter what, mm. whether Trump runs or not. And that might cost him a friendship there. Uh, when it comes to overall favorability, DeSantis beat Trump, though he remains less well-known than the former president, obviously. 36% of voters say they have a favorable view 
of the Florida governor compared to 30% who have a an unfavorable opinion of him. So, so he's above water, 36 to 30. Yeah, but you just made it, the way you laid out the numbers there, um, I picked up the support for Pence going way up if Trump gets out of the race. Yeah. I just don't feel that there's much crossover between your typical Trump supporter and your Pence supporter after January 6th. No, that's so true. For him to jump true. up like that from seven to, I think it was nineteen. Yeah, uh, that's okay. <sighs> I just don't see. I a mean, I, for Pence. Trump supporters are really pissed at him still. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I think they're done with Mike Pence. So yeah, that's. So I'm that's surprised a good point. That, that DeSantis wouldn't absorb all of the Trump support that mm-hmm. vacuum that he creates. Mm-hmm. I would figure would all go to DeSantis. Two other Republicans, uh, Pence and Tim Scott, included in the survey, have positive favorability ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite January 6th, <laughs> Trump, of course they have to say that, it's a Harvard poll. <laughs> uh, Trump maintains a strong base in the Republican Party, although Ron DeSantis is clearly up and coming. Trump would also would beat DeSantis today, but most people in the country don't want Trump to run again. So his victory is not assured, mm-hmm. despite a good starting point. That means they don't want to face him again because they know he'll annihilate them i you know with all the problems that joe biden has donald trump won't be shy about highlighting them yeah who would have an easy time in the debates to go joe you screwed up what i left behind Mm -hmm. let's get back to that america i mean that is your like the worst things get for biden and america the better odds for Donald Trump himself to come back that is in true. and be elected. Though we're not rooting for those things. We're not <laughs> no, rooting for no, it to get worse no, but so that his chances see improve. The, the tea leaves there. How yeah. about a DeSantis Massey ticket? Mm. Can I get you into one of those? Yes, you Ron could. Ron DeSantis. You could. It's not going to happen, but you could. For some reason, people don't like Thomas Massey. I, I don't understand it. I really don't get it. Because mm. I think he'd be fantastic. Well, he is he is so good on watching our treasury and yeah. yep. taking care of how much money we're spending. Well, yeah, but does he have an economic degree? <sighs> you know what? I think he does. <laughs> he does. does yes, he, he does. Uh, Massey? Yeah. Th- he's very Massey educated. Th- no, no, you're talking about oh, I'm thinking uh, Mo of, Brooks. Uh, yeah, Mo Brooks, right. Uh, so I don't know if Massey does, but he's uh, he, he should be... Uh, more favorable to the American people than many others. Certainly more than he is already. Let me tell you about Tommy John. Uh, in the summer heat, and you can, you just, it's tough to be comfortable. And if you have underwear that rides up and gets hot and you get sweaty, <laughs> it's just nasty. So, you need Tommy John. Absolutely. When so you, comfortable. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler. Is yeah. it not the most comfortable yeah. underwear of all time? And... Allow me to say this, uh, even in the summertime, when you're wearing the Tommy Johns that come down to here, mm-hmm. it's still cool and comfortable. I know. Like, you wouldn't risk wearing those longer underwear in the summertime, especially in Dallas, Texas, right. if they're not Tommy John. It's the fabric. I mean, it's so soft, and it just it doesn't ride up. It's guaranteed not to. Over 17 million pairs sold. People love their Tommy John underwear. And don't sleep on the Tommy... Get it? Don't sleep on the Tommy John loungewear because it is super comfortable. And the first thing I like to hop into when I get home. Celebrate the celebrate now by getting 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash unleashed. That's 
tommyjohn.com slash unleashed. See the site for details. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Actually, Thomas Massey apparently doesn't have a degree in economics. His background is engineering, mm-hmm. but he's still great. MIT, baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. He probably, so he's no dummy. He probably helped design those robots that are going to kill us all. <laughs> he might have, actually. <laughs> um, all right. I think I might save this. We'll start the next hour with this asset forfeiture thing because, mm-hmm. you know, it is my top geod item. <laughs> and we have an interesting chart that is it's just staggering stunning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yet nobody's really talking about it nobody in the mainstream media ever talks about civil asset forfeiture i mean you can't get interested in the government stealing from the Amer- american people unconstitutionally i mean flat out stealing yeah absolute theft now beyonce uh has decided to remove her ableist slur <laughs> From is it the song heated or is it yeah, album? yeah. I think. okay uh, her new album is Renaissance and the song is heated because she got backlash from disability campaigners so yeah Disab- she said the wrong word oh we are making progress as a society aren't we uh huh the good thing is though some of these progressives are getting burned by their own own rules forty yeah. year old singer received rave reviews when she debuted her dance inspired seventh studio album on Friday. <laughs> But she came under fire over the weekend when fans noticed the inclusion of a derogatory term in the song. Huh. On the track, co-written by Drake. I love the songwriting team of Beyonce and Drake, man. I never... I have to download every single song they write together. Okay, what's what's your favorite Drake song, would you say? Oh, I can't. It's like selecting a favorite child. Keith, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Okay. It would be too much of a disservice to all his other songs, which I (laughs) equally love. But in the song, she sings the line, spazzing on that ass. (laughs) Wait, hold on. You got to isolate that audio. And then she repeats it, spazzing on that ass. (laughs) Okay, isolate that, Corby. I don't know exactly what that means, but of course the word spaz uh, just refers to uh you know it's freaking out freaking out yeah if you spaz out you're freaking out yeah that's not a term against a disabled person you're the most sensitive society in oh, every way crazy. imaginable it's so stupid uh but supposedly it's derived from the word spastic which is considered demeaning to people with spastic cerebral palsy okay according to the cdc the disorder affects a person's ability to control their muscles especially in their arms and legs. Clearly not what Beyonce was referring to. But you know what? We can't take context into consideration. We can't take the meaning of what she's trying to get across into consideration. We can't take reality into consideration. If somebody's offended or wants to be offended, I'm sure nobody was offended by... Who's offended by this? Well, the campaigners for um, spaz people. I don't... Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, like two people living in their parents' basement mm-hmm. who are listening. It obviously <laughs> she said spaz right to to react that quickly to the <laughs> album that just dropped. Right, they're obviously fans of hers. Right, they had to be listening to the new album as it dropped and go, 
wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I have something to be offended about. That's that's how so many people approach life. Is let me see how I can be offended today and make a big deal about something. I love how CNN's quoting uh, somebody from the CDC, right? Or is it? A, no, it's a disability advocate, okay. Hannah Deviney. Uh, she wrote. So Beyonce used the word spaz in her new song. Okay, that's SP and then, you know, the asterisks. They uh, won't write it? They couldn't even write out the word spaz. Who's the outlet? Who's the... CNN. CNN, okay. Of course. CNN, can't, you can't write out the word? <laughs> Come on! <sighs> Unreal. I mean, we don't even have... We don't even have a language, really, anymore. No, we don't. We can't speak no, we don't. to each other. We can't use words that should be acceptable. Right. Because we always got to be angry at something. And Hannah writes, guess I'll just keep telling the whole industry to do better until ableist slurs disappear from music. How many ableist uh, slurs have there been? How, how many? I, I don't. I only know of this one. What do you... <laughs> who is... Who's going after the disabled in their music? Another commentator tweeted, screw you, Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> oh. You should be a role model, not making money from the lazy use of derogatory language. Shame on you. Okay. Representatives for Beyonce confirmed that the lyric will be removed. The word, not used intentionally in a harmful way, will be replaced, mm-hmm. they said. Yeah. Of course it will. Uh, let's see here. I'm just trying to see if, oh my gosh, these stories, they're, they're written so carefully that they don't even tell you what the slur is. Yeah. Remember when uh, Lizzo, uh, she had an ableist <laughs> slur as well. Oh, she did. Okay. But I, I don't I can't know Lizzo's find it music. Because I'm reading this Huffington Post article that doesn't <clears throat> tell me what it is. Jeez. Yeah, because it can't write, it can't be printed. Right. Uh, can't be printed. How do we function? Let's see. I saw Lizzo referenced here. Yeah. Uh, I think she used... Okay, she used spaz as well. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It feels like a slap in the face to me, the disabled community, and the progress we tried to make with Lizzo. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, here's Lizzo. Hold my bag, biatch. Uh Uh, Hold my bag. Do you see this S... I'm a spaz. I'm about to knock somebody out. Oh! I don't know how we function as a society now that she said that. How do you... Well, she apologized, you, thankfully. Oh, oof. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe we can finish the show now, because, man, <laughs> that was a body blow right there. I'm sorry. Unreal. Sorry. Corby, how long's the dump today? <laughs> sorry. Hillary, uh, Hillary Kennedy coming up in about 45 minutes and uh, a little discussion about civil asset forfeiture. Pat Gray Unleashed. Got some tweets here. Jimmy Dimples tweets. I've repeated before that I voted for Pence and his running mate in 16. <laughs> right. His running mate, of course, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and Trump wholeheartedly in 2020. But between Pence and DeSantis, I'd take DeSantis first. Mm-hmm. Destructive dead geckos. Uh, assuring me Biden was fully engaged with the military operation does not provide me any actual 
assurance. <laughs> yeah. And from Florida Man Rob, the reason why people have to be offended by everything is because they live boring lives, <laughs> which being offended makes them seem interesting. All right. Okay. It's not working, though. I don't think that's interesting at all. Uh, told you about uh, that we were going to have a little uh, discussion about civil asset forfeiture because it is my top jihad, I would say. Yeah. And there's a number of them. We'll go through the list again sometime, but not right now. <laughs> uh, but this is where if police or any law enforcement agency finds you with a bunch of cash, it's not illegal to carry cash, by the way, in in any amount. You, you could carry $2 billion in cash if you want. You, you don't, it, there's no requirement that you not transport that in your car or take it with you on a flight. You can do all those things. Yep. But for some reason, it's okay for law enforcement to confiscate your money if they pull you over for whatever reason. Or maybe they see something in your suitcase at the airport and take it. Um, but this happens all the time. Even when people aren't ever charged with a crime of any kind, let alone convicted of a crime. Now, it used to be that, okay, they were convicted of the crime and we took their ill-gotten booty. Right, like they had, uh, they had a van for transporting and and selling drugs out of the back of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well they got convicted. They're doing their time. They got a five year sentence. We took their van, and we're going to sell it to, you know, fight drug trafficking. Yeah, you would impound their 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 the tools <clears throat> their vehicle, that they use to break the law. Mm-hmm. And once, like you said, once they're convicted, right, then we sell okay. it. Yeah, different deal. You can, that's a separate argument if you don't think that's right. But this is without any charges, any wrongdoing. They just take it. Unacceptable. And then assume you're guilty until you prove you're innocent. Wait, what? That's the opposite of how our system works. So just to illustrate that, there's a, uh, there's a graph that we found yesterday. Yeah, somebody tagged us in this. Uh, asset forfeitures surpass burglaries yeah washington post uh chart look at that this is from the washington post Uh total annual dollar value of assets seized by federal law enforcement and then burglary losses so losses from burglaries in this year when it goes up to 2014 uh losses from burglaries are right around four billion civil asset forfeiture is over six billion Uh, right just over five billion yeah. Okay. So you got just All right. four billion. Just over five. So yeah. So over a billion more from civil asset forfeiture than just burglary. And then we found an updated chart that shows things got a little bit better between 2014 and 2019. Well, first it got worse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. This is what I was thinking of. They went above six billion in 2015, where burglary was about 3.5 billion. Yeah. Jeez. Then it got better in 2016. Do we have this chart? I don't guess I I must have forgotten. Uh, In 2016, uh, burglary actually outstripped uh, civil asset forfeiture. But last year, or the last year we have Mm -hmm. records for 2019, it's about the same. Yeah, and it's about it's back to more seized from civil asset. Slightly more in uh, civil asset forfeiture than burglary. Number to see. Just I, it's un-American. It's unacceptable, and I don't know why we're not making a bigger deal out of this than we are. It is one of the most un-American things we have to deal with in our in our society right now. It's just unacceptable. It can't continue. Jeez, but people are losing millions of dollars in some cases. Mm-hmm. 
certainly hundreds of tens and hundreds of thousands in in one traffic stop. There was a guy in Utah. They took five hundred thousand dollars from him, pulled him over on the highway. Uh, Utah Highway Patrol pulled him over. They, I guess, a dog hit on the car, and so they took the opportunity then to find the cash and confiscate it. Wait. Okay, I don't know why he's traveling with half a million dollars either, but who cares? None of my business. That's none of my business. It's none of law enforcement's business. If he's not doing anything wrong, leave him alone. Send him on his way with his money. Yeah, and story after story after story, if you just do some news search on civil asset <laughs> forfeiture, uh, you'll see people losing their retirements. Mm-hmm. People losing uh, the cash they were going to use to buy uh, a truck for their business. Right. Um, all with legitimate reasons that they don't have to give, by the right. way. But there's always an explanation. And then they have to go through the hoops of court costs, lawyer fees, all this stuff to go. And then... Sometimes they still don't get it back. Right. And then they get to the point where the, the government agency that's involved will go, oh, crap, they're going to actually take this to court and whatever. Let's just make a settlement with them. And in many cases... The people get maybe a percentage half, maybe mm-hmm. a third, two-thirds of their money back mm-hmm. after they've gone through all the costs associated with court. It, it, the, the system sucks on every level in this country. If you've experienced it firsthand, you know it sucks. And I'm so sick and tired of stuff like this happening to good, hardworking Americans. It's a wonder that people haven't lost their minds more than they have already. With, mm. with this kind of treatment by these government agencies, it's madness. It's absolute madness, and it's unacceptable. And there's no way you can say with a straight face to your kids that we live in a free country anymore. And regardless of whether it equals or is greater than the amount of burglary that happened that, that year, uh, $6 billion in civil asset forfeiture in a year? <laughs> it's unreal. No. And then in 2019, it was over $3 billion. So that's they cut it in half for some reason mm. because maybe people were starting to pay attention to it. But $3 billion worth of civil asset forfeiture, still way too much. $1 is too much. If this happened to me, I man, I'd be out of my mind. You'd be on the news, wouldn't you? Yes, I yeah, would. Me too. Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. And probably shot by police. <laughs> uh, so... Will Smith, we started this a little bit yesterday. Uh, overtime. Yeah. Oh, that was in overtime, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, just to share with you a little bit of what happened on overtime, Will Smith op- officially apologized to Chris Rock he over the weekend. Answer some questions. Yeah. It's it was quite a little production. He <laughs> uh, he. I don't know. See if you think he's sincere here. I kind of do. I kind of do. <laughs> But it starts out... Boy, any any kind of apology that starts with a rack focus... All right. <laughs> ...is definitely genuine. <laughs> uh, so he's talking about the fact that, you know, he's going to answer some of your questions now. And he sits down to do just that. Okay. Here we go. <coughs> Hello? Why didn't you apologize to Chris... Pause it for a second. <laughs> He gets right to it, and quite badly, actually. We mentioned this yesterday. This is one of the biggest actors in the world. You yeah. can't read this question a little bit better than that? <laughs> Why didn't you apologize to Chris? All right, let's Honestly, it would been better if he'd wrapped his answers. Acceptance <laughs> speech. Um, 
I was fogged out by that point. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all fuzzy. I've reached out to mm-hmm. Chris, um, and the mes- the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk, mm. and when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will I will say to you, uh, Chris, I apologize faster i know uh my behavior grief was unacceptable right right. and i'm here and whenever you're ready to talk the slower you say it the more Um, the more profound and sincere it is i want to apologize to chris's mother oh i saw an interview that chris's mother did and you know, that was one of the things about that moment. I just didn't realize, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and, you know, I wasn't thinking, but how many people got hurt in that moment. So I want to uh, apologize to Chris's mother. I want to apologize to uh, Chris's family, uh, specifically Tony Rock. You know, we had a great relationship. You know, well, Tony you Rock is my man. Um, Mm. And uh, this, this is this is probably irreparable. Um, hmm. I spent the last three months um, replaying and understanding the nuances and and the complexities of what nuances, happened complexities. in in that mm-hmm. moment. Okay, um, you get pissed, and it's not that I'm not going to try to unpack all of that right now. <laughs> I mean, when you but say I it can like say that. To, all of you, there is uh-huh. no part of me okay. that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. There's no part of me hmm. that thinks that's the optimal I like that he's way yeah. to I do handle a feeling of but disrespect I do wish that his pace or, were or insults. Yeah, it's could have been about half as long as it is. This is one of those things you just put on like double speed. Tell you to do uh-huh. something. No. Um, oh, so Jada like, didn't tell him to do something. You know, I'm, I made a choice on my own. A from bad one. My own experiences from my history with Chris. Jada had nothing to do with it. Your history? With, wait. What's uh, the history sorry, with Chris? Babe. What happened? Explain that um, to us. What? I would say sorry to my, my kids and, and my family mm-hmm. for the heat that I brought on. Yeah, but your kid endorsed it. Uh, on Twitter, pause it for a second. Did he really? Uh, yeah, I believe it was the daughter, right? Right after that said, "This is how we roll, or this is how we do things, or something like that." Uh, allegedly, okay. It was the son. Oh, it was the son. It was the son. Okay. Uh, Corby's telling me it's the son. Wow. The, it was like a, uh, it was like a tweet or something, uh-huh. and so it was obvious mm. what the reference was. It was like the day after. Hmm. That's okay. how we do things, or something. Oh, that's interesting. That's how you do things in your family? Okay, it's okay. well, probably not the right thing to say. Uh, all right, let's finish this up. Um, to all my fellow nominees, yeah, you know, this is a community. Right. It's like I won because you, you voted for me. And it, it, it really breaks my heart to have stolen and, and tarnished, tarnished your moment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Good point. I can still see Quest Love's eyes you know it, it happened on quest love's uh, award and you know it's like i'm 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 sorry really isn't sufficient true that's true mm-hmm. 
give them what money. What would you say to the people who looked up to you before the slap or people who expressed that you let them down? Master. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's two things. One, One. Um, oh gosh, we got two to listen disappointing to. <laughs> people is my central trauma. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I hate. Hate when i let people, people down need a therapist um yeah. so it it hurts it hurts it hurts uh, it hurts me psychologically and emotionally to know mm. i didn't live up to positive uh, are psychologically and emotionally different or is that exactly the same thing and he just he was redundant right there case can be made <laughs> yeah okay let's finish this up Do, we're just to the point uh, of nitpicking now <laughs> The people's image and impression oh, no. okay. of me. Yeah, okay. it was uh, that was fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get there faster. The work I'm trying to do is uh-huh. I am. You are deeply remorseful. Yeah, so and I'm trying weird. to be remorseful without being ashamed of myself. I've never heard him talk like right? this. I'm yeah, human. I haven't mean either. This and pacing. It's just I made a mistake. Okay, and and. I, Bro. I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. um, oh boy. So oh, I would yeah. say to those people, I know say? it was confusing. I yeah. know it was mm-hmm. shocking. Shocking and confusing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I promise mm-hmm. you, I am uh, deeply devoted, devoted and, and committed, committed mm-hmm. to putting mm-hmm. light and love and joy into the world. Mm-hmm. And oh, good, good. You know, do that. Mm-hmm. How about make if good you, movies? If you hang on, I promise we'll be able to be friends again. All right. Oh. Right or our money back. Uh, okay. There you go. I kind of bought in. You bought in. Yeah, uh, I kind of bought in. But let's revisit something that we talked about on overtime here. Can we get the wide angle of the uh, little setup there? Where his son's water yeah, company... Yeah, you're going to ruin it again. Is they actually never did a close-up on it, though, during the actual hey, You know, it got to be event, subtle with product placement. So here's the close-up of what it is. <laughs> it's his son's water ah, water company. I got to drink huh. the water that okay. Will Smith drinks when he's <laughs> begging for forgiveness. Uh, if uh, you're cynical, you could say, all right, they're just trying to is, do some product placement. That the water that Justin Trudeau is a big fan of? No, no, no. Is that, oh. uh, we uh, <laughs> we have uh, recently switched to drinking uh, water bottles out water of bottles uh, out water out of, out of uh, water when we have of, water bottles. When we have water uh, bottles out of, uh, out of a plastic. Uh, What's he plastic, doing with his hand? Away from plastic no. towards <laughs> uh, paper. Paper. Um, away from like drink box water bottles like sort of things. Drink box Man. water bottles sort he of things. In every <laughs> way. A moron. Every way. Justin Trudeau. All right. Let me tell you about Birch Gold Group. Uh, You know what's never good is when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Yeah, I didn't see any inflation coming. I got that wrong. Thank you, Janet. Uh, Janet Yellen has finally admitted now there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices. And supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, we're in really good hands with her. (laughs) You know who did understand the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with the Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA 
into gold, physical gold, and it's not too late. You can take action right now. Text PAT to 989-898. You'll get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. And then you can make this, read all the information, then make your decision. AAA rating with the BBB, countless five-star reviews, and all kinds of satisfied customers. Text PAT to 989-898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. 989-898. Text PAT to 989-898 and claim your free no-obligation info kit. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, So how's Joe Biden doing so far? (laughs) So well. Yeah. Uh, according to these few measurements, things are going really, really well. Oh, really good. well. Good. Here's just five things we can look at. Um, in June of 2020, so Donald Trump was still in office, uh, the average gas price was $2.17. In June of 2021, <clears throat> a year later, under Biden, uh, it was $3.15. June of this year, it was $4.82. Okay? The inflation rate in June 2020, 0.6%. In June 21, 5.4%. And in June 2022, 8.3%. That's really going well so far. COVID cases. Okay. The seven-day average. Remember how terrible Trump was. He, he didn't plan anything. He didn't have a way out. He didn't have a way to distribute the vaccine. Except they were using his way to distribute the vaccine in the beginning. So, COVID cases, seven-day average in 2020, June 2020, 22,433. In June 2021, 11,756. In June 2020, in 21, it was 871,000. And in June of this year, 1,478,000. That number seems bigger. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. You might recognize that as like four times, almost five times the illegal border encounters from Trump to this year with Biden. Total consumer debt. Minus 0.3% in June 2020. So people were saving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in June 2021, it was 4.2%. That's quite an increase. And in June of this year, just 14%. Oh. So everything's good. It's historically good, this economy. I don't want to hear your belly aching. It is historically good. Wait, are people, are some people not happy with how things are going? I've heard that there's some belly aching going around. Yeah. Oh, I don't care yeah, for that. that's unacceptable. You shouldn't care for it. Hmm. <laughs> These people just don't know how good they have it. And the problem is the Biden administration has just not communicated yet how great things are and how great it is for you and the marvelous things they've done. Working for you. Yeah, now they're threatening to uh, call in a state of emergency for monkeypox in the United States. And they should, because Keith. Because New York City has uh, done that. New York City says, hey, it's bad. It's an emergency. 
stuff. Well, let's hear their guy uh, talking about the government and uh, and oh. how bad it is. Oh, the, oh yeah, the, the government's got to declare an emergency. So yeah, we got this uh, montage. The media trying to scare us all. Oh, it's more than one person. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a potpourri wow. of media spokes holes. And it goes a little Start something like this. about the monkeypox outbreak. Okay. Powerful words from the head of the World Health Organization oh, no. amid rising mm. cases of monkeypox. The mm. global monkeypox outbreak monkeypox. represents <laughs> a public health emergency no. of international concern. A public health emergency. A public health emergency. A public health emergency. <laughs> monkeypox cases surge in more than 75 countries. Here in the U.S., there are about 2,900 cases, including two children. States across the country mm-hmm. are struggling Struggling to get the monkeypox vaccine oh, no. as cases are on the rise. Shoot. The U.S. originally ordered 2.5 million vaccine. They've now ordered an additional 2.5 million, oh. but health officials admit oh, they do not no. have enough vaccines to meet demand. What are we going to do? We got do? an allotment of 200 vaccines, and the appointments for that went in about an hour and a half. The Biden administration considers whether it will also declare a public health emergency here in the U.S. I think they're going to be reluctant to use the word pandemic because it implies that they they failed to contain this, and I think at this and point we failed to contain this. I think mm-hmm. the window for getting control of this and containing it um, probably has closed. So far, oh, the majority boy. of the cases wow. have happened in men who are intimate with other men. What? But officials stress this: <laughs> anyone, you can't say that. anyone, anyone can anyone. get this virus. But I want yeah. anybody can get it. Yeah, you can't say that. Yeah, you t- don't tell me that it's mostly men having sex with men. Uh-huh. Don't tell me that because. Anybody can get it. That's why they included two children in it. Yeah, but don't you dare. But don't you dare suggest that don't. people don't stop doing it. Okay? Well, they can't. Don't don't take two weeks off. That's all we're asking. Okay, you asked us to uh, lock down our society for years, mm-hmm. right? Kids couldn't mm-hmm. go to school. Mm-hmm. We couldn't say goodbye to dying loved ones. You know what? And I I suggested say, staying home for the from the bathhouse right. just right. for a few weeks. No, then they're hateful. No. But you don't right. do that. You can't do don't that. Don't you do that? San Francisco, they had their fetish festival. Yep. That's popular with gay men. They had that anyway. The up days. your alley festival. Up your alley. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Usually described as a bit kinkier and nastier, more oh. gay, more gay male centric than oh. other similar. Kink and fetish festivals. What in happened San to 15 days to stop the spread? <laughs> We're not by there. the way, by the way, um, how <clears> many deaths <throat> are we up to now worldwide? You got a guess? Okay. Uh, yes. Five? Five. Five in the whole world. Wow. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. And we return with Hillary. Kennedy from Four Minute Buzz and uh, a big UFC fan. Was there another? There was another event over the weekend, right? It was. It was in Dallas. You got to uh, hang on. Just, can you hear me? Uh, uh-uh. What's wrong with your microphone? Zach, you got to turn on her microphone. Mm. Hello, hello. Come on, Corby I'm Jr. Still not there. You can do it. <laughs> there you go, Hillary. If you don't want to listen to me, it's okay. You can tell me. Just turn the mic off. <laughs> Sorry, Hillary. <laughs> no problem. Uh, okay. Check one, two, three. Yes. All right. Here okay. we go. Okay, so you're saying uh, the two best fights were the bloodiest, of course, because you like it bloody. Yes, if there's no mm-hmm. blood, then you did not get your money's worth. So <laughs> there were two fights that were pretty bloody this weekend. And mm-hmm. for people who don't think women's sports are as exciting as men's sports, and I generally agree with you, mm-hmm. but in the UFC, that is not the case. The female yeah. fights are awesome. For me, that's hard to watch. I just It's hard for 
I don't know what it is. It's oh, eh. no, there's nothing more raw than the anger of two women. I love it. So <laughs> this was a really and was really that one of the bloody fight. ones? Oh yes. Oh, so it was wow. Amanda Nunes, the lioness, and she was fighting Juliana Pena, and she had lost to Pena at one point in time. So this was like a very anticipated rematch, like a big grudge match. Yes, and I have to say that. Pina Ooh, is a, look at that. that she, is. Pina describes herself as tougher than a $2 steak, and she's right. She <laughs> hung in there all five rounds. She got knocked down three times in one round and still mm. managed to get back up, keep swinging. But Nunes came in really prepared, mentally prepared, and she came in using a southpaw stance, which kind of threw Pina off her game. Yeah. Um, so that strategy worked really well. But, you know, Nunes was in the driver's seat the whole time. She looked fantastic. She did ultimately win, but not before. She came out pretty bloodied and mangled as well, but it was a great fight. And anyone that hasn't seen it, go back, watch the highlights because you will love it. Lots of blood from these two women. That's great. Yes. Uh, show the photo again because is the one whose face is all bloody, is that Nunez or the other one? That's Pina. Okay. And so she's right. actually a very beautiful woman if you've ever seen is her she when really? she's not covered in blood. Because she does not look it there. <laughs> no. um, but she didn't need surgery. Uh, <laughs> they they asked for an update on her health. She didn't need surgery or anything like that. Some people thought she was going to maybe need some reconstruction because she got a very deep gash wow. on her forehead. But she said, Was no, that from a headbutt? She's recovering fine. I, you know, I can't remember how she got the, the gash on her forehead. Maybe a she, kick. She really, I mean, she's a brave fighter. She hung in there, and she almost had Nunes a couple of times with an arm bar, but, you know, it didn't work out for her ultimately in the end. Would you actually, would you like to do that? Would you like to f fight in the... If I didn't do this for work and didn't need my face... <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we actually yes. talked about yes. this uh, <laughs> when I interviewed her for At The Mic. And remember, you were. I gave you like the option. You, you, I think your sister was a possibility. Yes. Uh, yes. I have a former coworker. Co I, would, yeah. I, would, I would enjoy fighting. Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. But yeah, huh. so I I think that the female fights are some of the most exciting, and I think because Ugh. the the brutality is a little unexpected. Yeah. So, right. Um, so I encourage right. you to uh, to watch more of the female. So fights was there a, a male fight that got bloody too? There was. So Brandon Moreno. He fought Kaikar France, and this was a great fight. It had a ton of action. The first two rounds, there were a lot of body kicks, leg kicks. It was very exciting. Ultimately, he won um, with a devastating body kick, and so he, he had a third-round TKO. But there is a picture of Moreno's face. They have like a side-by-side, -side, like a before and after. Oh, no. Oh, and God. Oh, my gosh. horrible. Wow. He was torn up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so if you're listening wow. to the audio version only of this podcast, imagine Brad Pitt on the left and uh -huh. then Jeffy on the right. <laughs> That's the difference we're talking Face about. Face all here. swollen, oh my cut goodness. up. Eef, boy. Yeah, it was and so this was That's their brutal. third time to fight each other and it was still just as exciting as the other two times. So people are calling for maybe a fourth rematch, which mm. normally would never happen, mm. but even Dana mm. White said, You know what? I welcome it. I would watch this again. Wow. So yeah, it was wow. a great fight. Lots of blood. Yeah. Also, what I thought was funny, since my sister was actually at this fight, she said people kept shouting, let's go, Brandon, the entire fight when, when Brandon Moreno was in there, which was, uh, which that's was great. great. And she said people tried to get a lot of the uh, the FJB chant going as well. Was this in Dallas or where? It was in Dallas. Yeah, I thought, I thought so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. When's huh. the next one? It's August 20th. I saw on the old it's calendar. Salt Lake City. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. I'm going to huh. actually try and go to that one. So. Are you really? Yeah. So, I'll let you know. Wait, there's right. just one, I know there was one five minutes Dallas. from here. I know. And I had to, to work this weekend, so I missed it. Oh. My my sister and brother-in-law got the tickets. So they said it was <laughs> fantastic. 
Um, and I know we talk about Jake Paul here a lot as well. So I have mm-hmm. a little update on him. So he was supposed to have a boxing match with Haseem Rahman Jr. on August the 6th. And they'd agreed to fight at a maximum weight of 200 pounds. Now, this is a boxing match, not MMA, right? Correct. Okay. A boxing match. Mm-hmm. So Rahman weighed in at 216 on July 7th. And they said, hey, publicly and privately, they said, hey, we're going to be able to make weight in time for the match. Don't worry about it. They even had like a signed letter by a nutritionist who said, yeah, I'll be able to make weight. Mm. But Jake Paul's camp said, no, you're, you're not sticking to our terms. There's no way that you're going to be able to make weight. So they canceled the fight. So after UFC 277, people asked Dana White because they, lo- they love to ask Dana about Jake Paul. And they asked him, what did you think about them canceling this big fight? It's been really hyped up. Everybody wants to see Jake Paul fight again. And he said, I think it was canceled because they didn't sell enough tickets. Because he said, from what I heard, they sold $100,000 worth of tickets, but it's $500,000 just to turn the lights on in that place. So I think they're running scared, and that's why. Does Jake Paul have anything huge lined up against anybody that we know? I mean, this was really it. Like, this was his next big fight. So people were super excited about it. And there Mm. was a lot of hype around it. But Dana White also told Jake Paul, like, you need to get better people around you. Your people stink at managing your career. (laughs) So huh. I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, Ramen had a rebuttal back because Jake Paul went on YouTube and Twitter and said, you know, he's kind of a cheater. He wasn't going to make weight. He didn't stick to the terms. But Ramen wrote back and said, no, I am ready to fight. I'm going to be there. It's your camp mm. that's canceling the fight. I had wow. nothing to do with this. So mm. very interesting. interesting. Yeah. He's made a lot of money, though. Hasn't he? Uh, with because um, who did he fight last time? And he he just beat a MMA guy uh, Woodley, not too long ago. Uh, yeah, Woodley. Someone Woodley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a good fight. So yeah. I think. So I mean, he's he seems to be the real deal. He can he can hold his own in the ring. He can. He trains really hard. People love to hate him too. So yeah. he's got you know such a big personality and mm-hmm. to to have longevity in the career, you really need that. So I'd like to see him get in the ring with. Uh, a decent MMA fighter. That would be interesting. I agree. I think he'd get his butt kicked. Well, he keeps inching closer and closer to trying to get a big UFC fight. And, you know, he and Dana have such contention and people really mm-hmm. want to see that drama. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, this was a disappointment because yeah. everybody was really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, what else you you have here? Uh, you know, something Keith and I talked about <clears throat> the other day. We were, <laughs> we were talking about cupping. So I have recently... Cupping gone to get cupping done i'd had it done before cupping is where you stick like uh suction cups to the glass cups usually typically on your back but you can get them lots of different Uh places lots of olympic athletes do it so we for people who are watching have a video Uh uh-huh oh my goodness getting cupped so they take the cups they light them on fire to warm them up and then they stick them to your back but what i thought was most interesting about doing this because it's a a detox for your body and this has been used for Thousands oh. of years in all sorts of places. Egypt, and what's it China, supposed to do? Iran. It's a detox. So it's supposed to bring all the, the toxins that are in your body to the surface and you're able to get them out. Yeah. So you feel better. Really? I, I swear by it. I love it. I think it's amazing. People think it's crazy, mm-hmm. but it's superficial bruising. I would rather have some superficial bruises mm-hmm. than have to try a bunch of pharmaceuticals in order to feel better. How long do the bruises last? <laughs> On me? Because I'm, I mean... I spray tan some orange most of the time, but in real life, I'm pretty pale. So bruises on me last about a week and a half. Oh, wow. But the way we got to talking about this is we were talking about the vaccines, which of course are safe and effective as Mm -hmm. we've been uh, brainwashed to believe. And you are telling me that the people that do this cupping stuff 
can can draw that poison or uh, the uh, the vaccine right out of your system, right? She said that that is really a, a lot of her business recently is people that have had the vaccine and they can draw some of that out. And what I thought was wow. even crazier is when she took some of the cups off. She said, "Have you had COVID recently?" And I said, "Yeah, a couple of weeks ago I did when I was on vacation." And she said, "We can smell it." COVID so, has a smell. Really? We heard early on that well, dogs, yeah, dogs can smell that. Root. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so so I guess the message for people that got the vaccine maybe have been just terrified at the ramifications, the unintended consequences of this since they got it. Go cupping. You might want to try cupping. Yeah, get it out of you. Know what, anything is worth huh. a try. But I do believe in it. I felt so much better after getting more it energy. So, absolutely, more energy. Um, everything just felt like it worked better. I slept better. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, mm. it's, it's a How pretty fascinating How often do you have to go do process. that to maintain this balance? It just depends. A lot of people do maintenance cupping. I had my backside done first, mm-hmm. and that was the least comfortable. So mm. I, I that night I felt really sore and achy, almost kind of like when you have the flu. Mm. And I just drank tons of water and took like a nice Epsom salt bath and felt great the next day. Mm. I had the front done next, and... That's a little less comfortable because the Don't skin play is that video, thinner uh, on the front. <laughs> but um, my bruises didn't last as long because she'd already removed a lot of the oh. stuff that was in my body that oh, shouldn't be so there. Oh, so you didn't really so, know nice. that quickly. Yeah. So I think if you did it, you know, hmm. on a maintenance schedule, just did it every couple of months or so. Very cool. It, it'd be really Is it helpful. expensive? It can be. Yeah, for yeah. full body, it was about $400, oh. which oh, okay. is not cheap. Is there a Groupon available? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, if you're, if you're I'm guessing insurance for, doesn't cover it. No, no of course no. not. Yeah. But yeah, if you're looking for something that's not taking a pharmaceutical or spending, you know, mm-hmm. a, a ton of money going to a bunch of different doctors to figure out why you don't feel good, mm-hmm. it's always worth trying. If you yeah. got you the vaccine it. against your will sure. and you want it out of you, that's like a Go see if they can pull it out. Yeah, so they're doing it for lots of people. So. Thanks, Hillary. Appreciate thanks it. No, you have to get to uh, the four-minute buzz. Uh, but uh, thanks again. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a dog owner... You know that taking care of your pet means more than just giving them food and water. I mean, you want to give them the best. The dog is a part of your family, and their health and happiness are important. So uh, that's why I've been talking about Rough Greens for so long now. Rough Greens changed my dog's life. She loves this stuff, and uh, and they're, she just won't eat her food. She's not interested unless the Rough Greens is on top of it. She's really gotten used to it. It's a supplement you sprinkle on top of whatever you feed your dog. And it's full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics, antioxidants, everything your dog needs to keep them active and healthy. Now, most dogs I know of love this stuff, but, you know, Rough Greens wants to be sure your dog is going to love it too before you make a big commitment to it. So they'll send you a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out for a couple of days. All you have to do is pay for the shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com. That's R-U-F-F Greens, roughgreens.com, or 833-783-3364. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Okay. The FDA has warned puberty blockers may cause brain swelling, vision loss in children, and other things. Oh, the FDA is saying that? Yeah, the FDA. That sounds hateful. You might know them as the Federal uh, Drug Administration. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, no, not federal. It's the Food and Drug Administration. Um, So 
they added a warning to uh, gonatropo- gonadotropin. Gonadotropin. Oh my gosh! No way is the word gonad gonadotropin drug uh, sure for is. puberty blockers. That is epic. <laughs> so if you need, if you use gonadotropin releasing hormones, uh, commonly known as puberty blockers, uh, they have indicated their serious risks for youth who take them. Well, and who else is going to take them other than youth? <laughs> I mean, most of us have gone through puberty once you're an adult. Uh, the Food and Drug Administration identified six cases in females between the ages of 5 and 12 who are taking GNRH agonists, which presented a plausible association between GNRH mm-hmm. agonist use and uh, pseudotumor mm. cerebri. Okay. Uh, this is a very scientific article. Uh, in some cases, pressure inside your skull sim- uh, spontaneously increases, which can cause brain swelling, severe headaches, nausea, double vision, and even permanent vision loss. Hmm. Wow. So I wonder what that would uh, sound like if Tom Brokaw did that particular uh, news blurb. In some cases, pressure inside your skull simultaneously, simultaneously increases, which can cause brain swelling, swelling, severe headaches, nausea, double vision, double vision, according to the Mayo Clinic. (laughs) Tom, what's the name of the drug? Gonad what? It's gonadotropin. Oh, there's no gonadotropin. Gonadotropin. That's disappointing. Yeah. So, I guess it has something to do with your gonads. Right. That's what I'm gathering yeah. from that. That's. Oh, that's... you know, we had the breaking news this morning about you know they killed the terrorist leader mm-hmm. with the drone strike. We missed the opportunity to remind people of another terrorist who was taken out by a drone strike. Really? Uh, Gadon the American. Oh, right. If if you'll recall uh, uh-huh. what, what, what he sounded like. Uh, I don't. I you don't, don't remember. Was it uh, something like this? Uh-huh. Let's see here. I don't something know. Something like... Oh, wait a minute. This, oh, boy. And it goes a little something like this. Like this. Pull every last one of your soldiers, soldiers spies, security, security advisors, advisors and trainers, trainers, attaches, and so on, and so, on, and so forth. every Muslim land from Afghanistan to Zanzibar. Yeah. Should so much as one single American soldier or remain, spy remain on Islamic soil, and we'll give you such a slap considered sufficient, sufficient justification for, our jihad. for us to continue our defensive jihad. Jihad. <laughs> I appreciate you playing that at my insistence there. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Uh, that's great. Because you're my trained monkey. Uh, no, I'm I'm not your trained monkey. Oh. Uh, actually, so. Hmm. Uh, Democrats becoming a little bit bolder than uh, they have been in their insistence that they don't want Joe Biden to run in 2024. <laughs> Have you ever experienced this? Never seen it before. During a president's first term, his own party is like, nope. yeah, I want you to sit this next election cycle. We're, we're just a little over. It's like a year and a half into his first term. <laughs> and they're like, we don't want this freaking guy. Uh, and I can't blame him. Uh, but Biden notched a number of legislative wins in the last week or so. Polls continue to indicate the Democratic base is really amenable to another nominee in two years. <laughs> That's a nice way to say it. Representative Dean Phillips 
became the first member of Congress to go on the record and contend that Biden should not run again in 2024. Wow, this guy's in for uh, problems, I would think, in the House. No, Phillips told a Minnesota radio station. The country would be well served by a new generation of compelling, well-prepared, dynamic Democrats who step up. Gosh. Yeah, you can't say any of those things about Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden's been there so long in D.C. that he's represented about three generations. He's been there yeah. half a century come January. Jeez. <sighs> well, wait, I thought he started in 72. Mm. Didn't he start in 72? Well, was, I, no, he was elected, so I mean, yeah, he got to Washington okay. January seventh. All right, yes, okay. but yeah, I mean, still, Amazing. I mean, this election cycle will be Jeez. fifty years, sure. Oh, just go away. National attention to Phillips's interview coincided with a Friday poll that found a majority of voters would also prefer that both Biden and Donald Trump not run in twenty twenty four. Nah, I don't know about that. Specifically, thirty percent of Democrats held that opinion roughly one hundred days before the midterm cycle. Uh, 75% of Democrat and Democrat-leaning voters, 75% want the party to nominate somebody else. Mm. Wow. Mm. And this, you know this, eats him alive. He can't stand it that people don't absolutely love and adore him as much as he loves and adores himself. Yeah, give it a half hour, he'll forget how they feel. That's probably true. But obviously, the Republicans would, the Republican base would much rather Donald Trump run in 2024 than the Democrats do. I don't think of there's a sitting any president. Mm-hmm. Sitting president. It's incredible, That's isn't unbelievable. it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Also, in the meantime, uh, Governor Abbott has declared that he's going to keep sending the illegal aliens to Washington, D.C., as he has been. Uh, 4,000 plus. Mm hmm have shown up in Washington, D.C., and that's why they've tried to call in the National Guard to help them with this humanitarian crisis. I just love it. I love it so much. It is one of the best. It makes up for a lot Uh of the things that he screwed up. It really does. Yeah, and and Abbott right now, if you're listening or someone that can get into his ear, because I'm nervous about Beto. I said this yesterday. Mm -hmm. You need to be making commercials right now that show Abbott sending busloads to D.C., And you need to show all the illegal aliens there in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. and how Abbott made that happen. In fact, did you see where he invited uh, Bowser from D.C. and Adams from New York to come down to the border? Hey, you want to see where these uh, aliens came from? Right here. Yeah, I'm guessing that uh, that invitation has been turned down. <laughs> oh, we'd love to, but God, we're doing our hair that day. All of us. Oh, we, it's weird that you picked that particular day because everybody in the house yeah. is uh, is doing their hair that yeah, day. Yeah, well, I mean, that's fine because the Dang. sentries at the border here in Texas wouldn't let Adams or Bowser in the state anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. We'll see. It's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting here in Texas in the run for governor. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting uh, to see if DeSantis runs, if Trump gets into the race. And... Trump was said to be very close to making the announcement, so I wish he'd do that so we know one way or the other. I just want to know. Yeah. I just want to know. And then everybody can make their decision afterwards. DeSantis, Pence. I mean, I don't know why Pence would bother, but I think he's going to. It makes me laugh every time I hear his name mentioned. And I know. Then, and then when you say he's in third place, you're you like, You don't have a chance. What are you talking about? Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> Also, a respected Polish scientific institute has classified domestic cats as an invasive alien species. No. 
That's funny. <laughs> I can go along with that. I bet yeah, you can. I can go along with that. <laughs> Citing the damage that caused to birds and other wildlife, some cat lovers have reacted emotionally to this month's decision and put the key scientist behind it on the defensive. Now, oh, man. If this is the biggest thing they have to worry about in Poland, right? I mean, things are pretty good there, I guess. I want to go to Poland. Jeez. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jaguars, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. just cut their rookie kicker. Oh, this is awesome. This would be me if I were a kicker. Because he was so inept that he comprised a safety hazard, they decided. It's so great. Rookie kicker Andrew Mevis wildly missed a number of field goals, including one that nailed a 75-year-old radio personality and former Cowboys coach Dave Campo oh. in the head area. <laughs> and another that just missed Jaguars team reporter Ashlyn Sullivan. <laughs> None of them were even standing close to the goalposts, <laughs> according to Associated Press reporter uh, Mark Long. As of Friday, the reporters were in less danger. Jacksonville severed all ties with Mevis, waving the undrafted free agent on in. the heels of his really bad training performance. They cut the rookie. Man, sad. That is sad. sad. I, that would have been entertaining. That would have been worth showing up to Jaguars games for to see that. Yeah, it would. All right, we got overtime coming up. Uh-oh.